Good evening on this stunning, sunny Glasgow weather's Monday summer evening. What an introduction that was. And more importantly, this is episode 47 of Two Minutes for Chatting. I almost forgot what the podcast was called since it's been a full two weeks. So there's, so there's everybody else. Well, yeah, but I shouldn't. There's no excuse. Um <laughs> But we're we're two weeks since since we last recorded, so um, a fair bit of um, ice hockey news to cover, and uh, as well as that, we'll um, touch on some of the the end of season football stuff. Although the seasons aren't quite finished yet, but they they're coming to a close. So um, we'll we'll finish our podcast like that too. Um, so, but a, a fairly busy but compact show ahead. Indeed we have. Plenty to discuss. Not really much in the way of sort of clan signings. More just sort of everybody else in the league. Yeah, yeah we've been quite quiet, but maybe that means that uh, we'll get a spell of a couple of weeks where a lot of stuff will happen. But as we've touched on before, it's been a decent start, so... We'll get straight into it. Uh, so, since since we did last record, there have been two re-signs for uh, Glasgow Clan. The first of which, I believe, came on uh, the 30th. So, actually, that was the day after Classic. we recorded. Yeah, typical. Um, and it was, it was good news that Rasmus Bierum is back for next year. Um, as everyone who listens to this will know, he was our guy to watch last year. We, we, we tipped him at the start of the season as being one to watch, and I don't think he really disappointed. No, definitely not. If anything, he probably exceeded expectations. Um, but, you know, he was... Uh, he found form on, on that line with, with Hansen and, and Peacock. As well, so um, maybe the the new BHP line. Can we say that? Yeah, we can say that. Right, okay. They're they're forgotten. That other not, as, not as potent, but um, definitely worthy. Yeah, I mean, he, he came in from uh, a career in Denmark, really. Um, Two thousand and seven. He first he first started. Looked at his first professional season. Um, and he came in as the kind of guy that we thought, you know, would be quite skillful, quite player, and, and he was that. Uh, but he also adapted, I think, quite well to the physical side of the league, and uh, you know, fifteen goals and thirty assists for forty-five points was a a decent return, and I think he'll be probably hoping to build on that this year. Yeah, agreed. I think. Seasons previous to that as well, uh, in the Danish league in particular, they don't tend to play as many games. And I think um, with the way it's looking so far, I think next season um, we are going to be playing less games as well. So that might help uh, the team overall, um, especially after that that stretch of games that we had towards the end of the season. Um, and that, you know, it was it was visible to uh, to see just how tired the team were during that stretch, but. Um, in terms of Bierum's uh, his points uh, contribution and stuff was um, was definitely up there. Uh, 
and I agree. I think I think he can he can build on that going forward as well. Yeah, it was a good start from last year, and um, we'd said I believe in our um, kind of review type, whatever you want to call it, podcast that it would be good to see him back, and obviously Pete Russell agrees with that. I think um, trying to get our resign business done. Uh, is important and he was definitely one of those guys so pleased with that um, and I think definitely more to come from the wee man uh, I was going to I was gonna make up a nickname but I wasn't quick enough to do it uh, so maybe next time I expect then that, that Hudson will be or I'm assuming that, that Pete Russell will be wanting Jared Hansen back as well to, to complete the line not only just because of that but I think Pete Russell had, uh, had given him his uh, the coach's player of the year award. I seem to remember, so um, I think he'll definitely be one. It's your mark for coming back. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, the next the next guy that was announced as coming back was Craig Peacock. That was on the second of May. Um, so uh, he comes in having. Well, as we've said, splits opinions. It does. It does split opinion. The signing video again was quite funny, <laughs> although perhaps slightly strange. I originally thought it was an official BBC video, <laughs> uh, and then I realised they just kind of cut it into that. But it was it was another another good one. Um, not somebody who, as I've made clear before, I'm. Um, overly that excited to have back just because I think we've not he's not done it yet um, yeah and I, there's not really too much more to say he's had great spells in Belfast but since he's come here I don't think he's quite played to to his potential but as you said found a, a good slot with those other two guys and really started to look like um, he was fitting right in but injuries or again slight loss of form and the way the team went it just didn't really fully happen for him again No I know I agree but um, you know there was a time last year where that was probably our best line um, it was just you know it was really really good to watch uh, on the ice but yeah I, I do kind of agree to an extent I think he, I think he does need to um, so sort of try and maintain that form over over the whole season, um, and you know maybe then he'll be back to his Belfast best. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose in a way it's it's a good it's a good re-signing just in terms of the sort of quality of Brits that are available in the league, um, and it's probably what we can afford as well. Uh, so I think from from that sort of point of view it's it's a decent re-signing yeah it's a good it's a good point I don't think we're yet at the, the stage where we can go out and get a what you'd class as an elite British player obviously a few rumours going around but um, you know he, he's obviously settled and stuff now and it's not I'm not just saying you know he needs to get more points because there's a lot more to it he, he did play well you know defensively and uh winning face-offs and things like that when when he did go through his, his good spell and everything adds up to, to making a good player it's not just 
all we're saying oh he's not getting as many points as he did in Belfast he'll struggle to do that you know it was 53-73 in his his best season he's, he's not going to do that anymore I don't think uh, but there's just times I think um, in certain situations he, he looks maybe a wee bit off the pace or uh, whatever else but I, I definitely want him to do do well I don't dislike the guy or him as a player I just I'm wanting a bit more yeah agreed I think as well he's, uh, he's dropped out of this uh, GB setup as well and um, you know maybe that's against that adding to maybe it's a confidence thing um, but who knows and Pete Russell's obviously the, the right guy there to, to try and find that form again um, but yeah I would, I would agree this time's probably de- definitely his last last chance so in this year yeah um, I mean what what were we looking at last year um, the 47 games the season before 43 so he's, he's missing a, a fair percentage uh, of those games 14 goals, 11 assists for 25 points so I mean I, I would like to see him nearer the point a game um, that's a, a bit of a push obviously but I think it's an achievable target, something he'd maybe look to do and having the Brit guys playing well is, is crucial I think to, to our success Yeah definitely um, and you know, it's whether they can sort of interchange uh, between the lines as well. We've seen, obviously, due, due to injuries and, and whatnot, you've got um, Matt Haywood playing further up the lines and uh, Peacock at times as well was doing that. So, um, you know, I, I guess in, in a way it's probably difficult um, for these guys that they don't really have a, a sort of settled line um, throughout the season. But I guess that's just kind of, that's just kind of comes with it comes with a job I guess yeah yeah I mean the, the Peter Russell's going to change change things up as he sees it when we were playing well there was there weren't any changes and things just worked but when when they don't then you've got to look for for other options and I guess that's that's what he did so um, yeah as we say wishing Peacock uh, the best of luck for next year with us but um Hopefully he has a belter and we can stop talking about him in a bad way. <laughs> so, yeah, as you said, the, the other guy to complete that line would be Hansen and nothing announced yet, but I would like to think we've we've been able to convince him to come back. Uh, I think I saw Tansky tweeted something about only one more left to, to complete the European line or whatever it was he called it um, yeah. but yeah I like to think we can get Hansen back and then build around that because they, they certainly were superb as you said at times or from for a good chunk of the year yeah definitely yeah. Um, just you know how, how are the guys that are still uh, not re-signed from, from last year I think probably Hansen uh, Becker and Wilson, maybe. Are the top priorities? I would say so. I would say so. Connolly. Connolly, of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could list a how, few, but yeah. Could we? Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that because we know we know um, 
two sets away. So um, in terms of my other ratings, yep, we're we're basically agreed on that that um that those would be the next guys. So if we can get get them or the the majority of those, then we've we've got a great a great start. Cause last year we just we had nothing, didn't we? It was just yeah. Gutwald, was it? That was the the only guy back, the only import back. I think so. Yeah. Um, nice to have a bit of continuity in terms of the coach as well. So. Um, yeah, definitely. See where we get to. Uh, elsewhere, then across the league, we've had a few other contract extensions. If we're sticking with that theme for now. Um, yeah. Adam Barnes at Manchester, uh, Evan Mosey Cardiff, which is quite a big one. He obviously did did well for them, uh, coming in midway kind of through a season, but uh, he's done well there. Uh, and then Dundee have really stepped up the the signings in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jordan Cowney, Craig Garrigan, Chris Ingles, and Matt Marquard are all back in Dundee. Uh, I think, especially, I think Cowney's really come on a fair bit, and there'll be there would have been a few teams interested in Matt Marquard. I think I liked him quite a lot, so uh, they'll be glad to get him back in Dundee. Yeah, definitely. He's um, you know, he's that kind of power forward guy. Um, puts up the points as well as the. Uh, gets involved in the physical side as well, so um, that's definitely is a a good re-signing for them. Um, and yeah, probably I think one that I wasn't expecting to happen. Um, and I think you know Jordan County as well to an extent. Um, like you say, he did uh, come to life last year. Um, I guess so. Uh, it's good to see though know, that the Dundee can still attract these guys back and um, hopefully build on on last year. And, Maybe get into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Um, that would be good because Pasha works well with the young guys as well. Garrigan and Chris Ingles have, have been good, and it's good to see guys like that get a chance and do quite well in the league. So, um, good Scots, you know. Uh, always pushing that here on this podcast. Um, and then the other one is uh, Eric Lindhagen is back at Guildford, so they're adding to that core they've got. I mean, they're, they're kind of coming across as the team who will just re-sign everyone. Um, since if it ain't broke, then... Well, exactly. Don't, you know, don't try and uh, sort it out. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what the phrase is. But they, <laughs> they've been they've been successful. We, we touched on that a few times before, you know. They will be, will be good again with the, the core that they've re-signed. So... Uh, did we mention Ian Waters the last thing? Nothing less. Uh, well, we can't have done actually because that was the first of me. So I've just missed that one. I'm just <laughs> testing you there. Um, yeah, just have a layer. A um, layer as ever. Yeah, exactly. So Ian Waters back and that, that kind of just reinforces what I was saying there really. You've got... All of their top guys back, um, who definitely would have attracted interest. So, obviously, they're enjoying playing there and getting a good deal. I, I think a lot of them were maybe on multi-year contracts. So, not that that necessarily means they will definitely stick around, but 
uh, good for them to, to have them back. I think being a not a real Guildford fan, but a, a, a fake Guildford fan, it's good to good to see those guys stick around in the league. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, guys like like Ian Waters as well puts puts up a point a game. Uh, on average, seems to always get a point against us as well. Yeah, it does uh, like a point against us. Yeah, a lot. Of, there's a lot of players that do actually. Now I'm thinking about it, but Evan Bloodoff. Uh, yeah, Bloodoff. Yeah. Uh, some guy called Alex Nickyforic as well, but oh come on, yeah, true. That. Liam Stewart used to like scoring against us. Oh yeah. Wonder if he'll be back. Anyway, we we digress, but yeah, so. Um, move on then to the transfers. Uh, first up was uh, retirement, and it was Rick Pinkston from Fife. Uh, I I read the story that went alongside that. Did you happen to see it in one of the Fife newspapers about how he was just playing completely injured, uh, and the doctors I think said you have you have to retire. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, his, I think it was his something to do with his foot, um, yeah. and that was quite disappointing for a lot of Fife fans that I've seen. Um, he was he came on to a game and looked like one of their best D-men, so a bit of disappointment there. Um, and I think still a fairly young guy, if I'm not mistaken. So he's twenty. No, he's he's definitely not finished either. So he's tough. He's not finished, <laughs> but he is in fact twenty. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised as well that you said there was a there was a Fife newspaper. Yeah, I believe it's called the Fife Free Press. Right. I thought they were all a letter out there, but Well, no comment. <laughs> um, Sorry, I think any of them listening to this anyway. So that's true. You might get some backlash now though. If they've all moved on from the Purple Army to Purple Army podcast to we should just say uh, thanks to them for I think we tweeted it but for giving us some publicity uh, and enjoyed listening to, to some of those episodes over the years but uh, yeah. hopefully we can we can carry this mantle well I mean we've got big shoes to fill um, me getting in touch with, with Chris Holt maybe he'll come on he might uh, and now that we've been talking about Jordan County he might pop his <laughs> head up uh, again, and uh, also Chris Bruton. We, we can mention him, so we'll see if we can get Chris Hole out of podcast retirement to talk about those two. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> moving on. Um, a wee bit of business for Manchester. They've brought in Finlay Ulrich, who is uh, a forward that is from England but I believe was playing in North American setup. Uh, yeah. just a a youngster, highly thought thought of I believe as well. Um obviously Finnerty must see something in him. He must he must have a temper on him or something like that. Yeah. Um Nah, to be fair, um, I'm sure he'll be I'm sure he'll be a good player, and these guys getting the chance to go professional must be must be a great opportunity for them. Um, 
so we'll see how he does but I think it's fair to say it will be a, a baptism of fire playing playing for Manchester in the Elite League uh, in your first season pro yeah I think you'll probably more likely to be a sort of work in progress guy and maybe and maybe send him out to uh, to somewhere else for, for some game time in his first season but um, definitely good to to get a look at these guys as well uh, when they come in he's only 19 as well so uh, played in the GB under 18 setup as well so he's obviously got something so um, just need to wait and see yeah yeah that'll be good to good to see some more more youngsters and normally the guys that come from that GB programme are obviously you know good as you say um, and have, have had the chance at some of the clubs so um, yeah, look forward to, to seeing him regardless of how much ice time you might get uh, you know you look at like Howlett and to a lesser extent Muzo not the same age but Howlett certainly um, did really well I think at times so um, definitely the talent out there to step up um, Belfast then if we just uh, take them in isolation they've done a a wee bit of business bringing in uh, firstly Patrick Ronka I think is how you pronounce it from Katowice in Poland um, I think he played against them in the Continental Cup and was pretty uh, good okay. um, so they've been looking at him from then uh, so they're quite excited about that one and also the the biggie really the destination of Kieran Long has been revealed, so he's going to Belfast as well. Uh, that'll be a, a big one for them. Yeah, he sort of had a a breakout year last year, I would say. Um, I didn't realise he was twenty eight though, so he's quite sort of not old, but he's sort of maybe in his hockey prime just now. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a good it's, it's a good pick up in terms of. Uh, you know, if he's able to churn out that that same uh, point a game average um, that he had from last season, then uh, it'll be a really good a good sign for for Belfast. Yeah, and of course you can never you can never really tell how somebody's going to play when they change change teams like that with with different systems. But um, you like to think that. Uh, Having seen a guy like Long for a couple of seasons now, Keith will know uh, his strengths and weaknesses and things like that. And then I'll be very surprised if he isn't a success there. Uh, but as we said, I think we covered it last time that it was a, a big loss for Manchester. Um, and I, I certainly don't think fin- Finlay Ulrich will be the the guy who, who's been brought in to replace Kieran Long, I think will be. Be struggling to to find find that guaranteed goal threat, um, but what we'll see. Uh, and Belfast themselves also lost lost a player. Josh Roach goes to EHC Linz, and uh, again he was another guy I think who was really uh, impressive when he came in and. Just been looking on Twitter with with that one as well. Some Belfast fans saying that it was clearly uh, a level above coming in from uh, Saskatchewan. I think a lot of them said, you know, it, it was obvious that he would go to to a higher level, um, and then 
going to Austria now, uh, 26 years old, I think he'll be looking to push on, but 54 points for a, a defenceman is is definitely a good return. Only eight goals, but uh, a championship winning defenceman uh, and, and quite an impressive one, I think, from all accounts. Yeah, definitely. I think he, I think he can play for as a forward as well. Um, although I'm, I'm sure, obviously, for for most of last year he was playing in, in the defence for Belfast. But um, but yeah, definitely, he looked he looked a really good player uh, whenever he played against us, and uh, just a sort of calming influence at the back. And um, yeah, I, I guess it's no surprise that he's that he's moved on to uh, to Austria and in the. EBL league uh, for next year. Yeah, it's always good to see, kind of keep an eye on these guys and, and see how they do. Uh, but yeah, a good, an impressive, impressive player. I think he was one of those guys that, when I remember seeing him, he always looked quite comfortable. Um, but a good, yeah. good offensive threat. So, um, see how he does. But he'll be a big loss for Belfast because getting these guys, you know, just coming out of. Uh, university and stuff is is where often the elite league gets the gets the the gems if you like, and then um, you know it's they're never going to be able to hold on to them for long if if they impress. But the chance to yeah. see some of these good players is is always good. And um, next up, we've got a a signing for well. Two bits of business actually for Coventry. The first one was a departure. I think you mentioned them earlier, Alex Nicky Forrick. Uh, so he'll be a definitely a big loss for them. He moves on to Germany. I think it is DL two. Yeah. Um, I'll try and pronounce this, but I think it's Heilbronner Falken. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's. Falcons from Heilbronner. Um but uh, I don't know DEL2 obviously a a very good standard still. Um and maybe you thought could he could he go higher than that, but then you look at his age, he's one of these guys who's a lot older than you think it is than you think he is. I don't know if that's just because he's small, but uh, Played at a really high level previously, um, and I suppose you think about it, DEL two, you know that that's still, still a high standard, but uh, a big blow to Coventry to lose a sixty-eight point guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of their one of their top players um, last season. So it's it's a big loss and one that's going to be very difficult to to replace. Um, but yeah, I was I was surprised as well to to learn that he was thirty five years old. Um, just seems like a sad, a sad ageless guy. Yeah. I get again though. If I suppose if you'd looked at maybe somebody like Brendan Brooks maybe five years ago as well, you'd have probably thought the same thing. Like, I can't believe this guy's as old as he is. Just watching him on the ice and how quick he is. Um. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a big loss for him, but. Uh, He's still going to score a decent league as well, like you say. DL two is um, pretty competitive, so um, big loss. But we'll see what what Coventry can do. 
yeah, they'll be looking to to bring something in to replace him. A, a real sort of skillful guy, but quite quite gritty as well. I think um, wasn't afraid yeah. to get stuck in. So uh, you don't often come across uh, guys like that who have played in the league, obviously before, so they, they knew what they were getting. But uh, I think he'll do well in Germany. Um, he's played he's played in DL two previously and also DL for a spell. So. Uh, again, he'll know what, what he's going into there. Uh, they have brought in a defenceman though, and that is uh, Dylan Eichstadt. Quite a German yep. sounding name, but um, an American, believe it or not. Uh, he's come from NCAA, and uh, again, one of those guys who's highly thought of, but most of the players that play at that level really are. Um, so not much we can really say about it, but he's six foot twenty five years old, left shot. Um scored a few points last year, so he might be might be seen as a guy to to play on the power play and things like that, but um not much known. But again, as we've said so many times, it's quite good to see young guys come through and uh, get a chance in the league. Yeah, definitely, especially the the guys coming from the the sort of university setups as well. Normally, uh, tend to be pretty decent uh, when they come over here as well. So, um, yeah, probably another another good addition. Um, but again, though, it's it's another one of these things. Though Coventry have, you know, they've lost a couple of big players. So, um, you know, trying to find. Some kind of replacements for those guys is going to be difficult, but it's a pretty good start. Yeah, I mean, it's Brennisveen's the one that comes to mind. I think we talked about it last time. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to try and replace that. But I just like, I think it's good that maybe these guys see uh, the league as the chance to, to come and start their pro careers. Um, it's obviously getting a better name as the years go on, but the, the standard is, is obviously very high now in the league. Um, and it's good that, that guys like that are coming over and having their first professional year um, in the UK. So um, they like to see that kind of talent. And you never know, like these guys might go on to, to have brilliant careers and to be able to, to see them. Uh, you know, it's quite good. That was a bit of an emotional speech there, but you know what I mean. Uh, they, they obviously, they, they wouldn't come here if they were quite that good, but... Um, it's a nice, it would be a nice fairy tale story to see top NHL guys have a, a couple of years here just out of uni. Guys like, guys like Jacob Doty. Well, yeah. Guys like uh, Rick Jackman. Oh no, in fact, he did the opposite. Yeah, it was post. He post was NHL. A, he was a post, yeah, of course. Came um, in the post. The last day. Uh, Transfer then that's been confirmed up till time of recording is uh, Callum or Callie, I think he's more commonly known, Robertson, who's moved to Milton, who we will nicely come on to in a minute, but uh, did sign for Fife from Edinburgh, I think, last season. Um, and there's another one who was seen as, as not getting enough of a chance at Fife uh, a lot of guys 
you see that complaint from Fife fans need to see it all the time that they don't play their Brits enough. Um, that's I guess their their choice to make. But um, a guy moving from having played in Fife when he was younger, then Edinburgh for a bit, and uh, now down to Milton in the NIHL. So I suspect he'll do quite well there uh, if he's thought of well here. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add, to be honest, because I'm not going to be It's true, it's true. There's no point. There's no point. But just, you know, looking at it, it says here 41 games for Fife and no points, so I mean, you can't really... If he's not getting on, then... Yeah, I know, I know, you can't... I don't know what what the minutes... Uh, Okay. Yeah, I would like to see that breakdown, but... I have to now interrupt this. Broadcast. Uh, yes, because Glasgow Clan have just tweeted that head coach Pete Russell has informed the club that he's leaving the clan one season into his three season contract. <laughs> <laughs> this is not not a drill. It's not a drill. Um Well let's uh, let's interrupt the rest of the, the podcast to talk about this. Uh, now believe it or not did you see that there were rumours going around about that yeah but that was that was before he announced that he was coming back yeah true but I think that there had been some stuff as well hanging about Uh, even after that yeah well just having read forums and the usual social media stuff um, but I didn't I didn't genuinely think that it would be the case. I'm trying to load up the clan page, but it's not really, it's not really happening. Um, okay, well, what are your immediate reactions to that? Here we go. It's loaded. It's loaded. It's loaded up. It's loaded up. Let's give it a quick. Um, head coach Pete Russell has informed the club that he's leaving the clan one season into his three-season contract. The 44-year-old wishes to accept a job offer in Germany and following completions of negotiations, the clan must reluctantly accept his resignation. Obviously, we are bitterly disappointed that the faith we placed in Russell giving him a three-season contract has not been reciprocated. Oft. We now begin the process of looking for a new head coach, one who can build on our fourth place league finish last season and lead us to our first EIHL silverware. Now then, that is a... Uh, well, I think it's, it's fair to say that's a, that's a frosty statement. Um, it's not exactly the breaking news I was hoping to uh, eventually one time announce on this podcast, but... No, but there it is. It's, I'm glad to... I'm glad that we didn't miss it either. Uh, <laughs> I was I was going to go on and look at some nonsense about. I might as well just cover it because we'll just probably be talking about this now. But Milton Keynes had uh, another buyer approach the league, I think, to to try and uh, get them into the EIHL to keep us at eleven teams next year. But it was rejected on a a business plan basis or whatever it is. So it's. Ten teams next year and three home, three away against against each team. But I mean, who cares about that now? Back to this, <laughs> back to this Pete Russell stuff. 
Um, yeah, so we'll just uh, we'll just put put to bed the rest of the stuff that we we're going to talk about. Yeah, there was just, there was some football at the weekend. Celtic were shite. Celtic probably shite, win the cup final. They won the league. They win the cup final. I'm sure, and they won the league. And yeah, uh, some, other, some other stuff. Party Thistle stayed up. Uh, they did. And uh, there uh, was there was some other stuff. Cove uh, uh, Rangers beat Berwick four 0 Yeah, they did. They yeah. did actually. Can't believe I was going to skip over that, but yeah. um, we'll maybe have a we'll maybe have a special edition party thistle uh, podcast at one point. Yeah, because uh, a lot of, a lot's happened there. Yeah. A lot has happened, yeah, uh, but not as much as this news. Um, we were also going to talk about uh, GB ice hockey team having Fun. put up a, a good fight with a a three one defeat to Germany having. Got back to level terms. I think Hammond it was it scored to make it one each at one point, uh, and then losing eight 0 to to Canada last night, which again isn't isn't actually really that that bad a result when you look at. I've only seen some of the game, but uh, you compare the two squads and things like that. It's uh, it's um, not actually that bad, but the man who is in charge of the GB team and was Glasgow clan head coach is now not uh, what are we going to do now need a new coach <laughs> hey, well, I've sent that to you out so we'll see if we'll see if anybody gets gets back to us on that um, that is it's just absolutely scunner really isn't it yeah uh, it's, it's leaving us in a bad position Um. Now, I, I will recall that um, two years ago, was it Mark Lefebvre? Was was it Dundee and had started recruiting players uh, and then got a, a big offer from a team in East Coast or AHL to go as a, an assistant and then Pasha took over? Mm. Uh, kind of similar to that, but just completely didn't expect that. Talking about the three-season three-season contract. Uh, I don't know if that was signed. Uh, I'm guessing they'll need to pay out last year. Uh, the Germans will, yeah. Um, who knows where he's gone? It doesn't even say. Um, but, I mean... He's going to get a fuck at that. He's away in Germany somewhere. Maybe it'll be a DEL2 team, I would, I would expect. Um I don't he's think maybe. Maybe I, I would I mean with all due respect, I don't think he's he's quite done enough yet to to be on DEL level. Uh, I've not I don't really follow German hockey, so I don't know if anything's been made available there, but you look at um Paul I'll Thompson. Falcon. Is that not who <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just guessing. Just that's because true, I swear yeah. Nicky Forex <laughs> Paul Thompson went to uh, DEL two, didn't he? So, um, if if yeah. you're asking me to bet, I would I would say it's probably DEL two, um, but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, that's that's left us uh, in a, a bit of a hole, um, given that a lot of the guys probably signed on the basis that Pete Russell was going to be the coach. We'll have a a tough job to. Either get signings that were maybe fifty fifty over the line now, and uh, you know what are the guys who've already signed going to 
going to be like. Yeah, well, exactly. And we've we've seen that before as well, where um, players have signed signed up with teams and then decided that uh, you know something's changed or uh, you know they've maybe got a better offer from elsewhere and they've decided to to take that route. So I'm hoping that's not the case with uh, with the guys that have already signed up. Um, but yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just a it's a kick in the teeth, really. Um, you know, considering as well, I think uh, obviously there was rumours about him leaving because he would because of how far away he was from his family. Yeah. Um. So you know, it just makes you wonder then why is he taking a job in Germany if uh, if that was ever the case? But um. Yeah. Well, maybe the family are moving. Well, maybe. Um. Oh, we've got we've got a statement tweet from Glasgow Clan, a part one of four. What another one? Hold on, I'm just saying. I think it's just. Oh, right. what, it's just a, I think it's just what the actual summary of of what that thing said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll probably notice that the the retweets of Team GB stuff start to cease from the from the clan account. Uh, well, it's it's funny you mention that because uh, you know I've got the notifications uh, on at this point just for any signings and stuff, but uh, definitely see we're seeing a lot of GB tweets more than what you would see from say a clan away game. Yeah. In the league. Yeah, I mean um, it's it's not going to happen now, though, is it? Uh, but yeah, so I mean, we've got how many players signed? Five or six, is that now? Um, with quite a lot still there. I mean, I, I like to think that these guys will, uh, you know, still want to come back to the club. But I mean, obviously, a lot of the time, the relationship with a coach is quite a big thing. Uh, and plays a big part in guys coming back, but it just means that whoever we bring in, you know, it's a big, a massive call now to to be able to get these guys up for it and playing just as well as they did at times last year. First Brendan Rodgers and now this. Yeah, <laughs> mid-season, two mid-season managerial. <laughs> uh, Maybe anyway, it'll be free soon. Yeah, well, that brings up the the point of who's it going to be. Who knows? We'd, it's not like football where you know guys that are floating about. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't follow that to, to any extent to know what coaches are available. But if it was just, you know, if we just told them today or yesterday or whatever it was, then um, you've got, it's mid-May now, so you've got... Uh, a couple of months at most really to to get somebody somebody in there and complete the rest of the team but maybe maybe that'll be left to Gareth in the meantime to, to try and get some of those other guys over the line but um, you know we've now got players who the previous coach wanted albeit a lot of, of us wanted these guys back but um, whoever it is is going to have to take over 
uh, a bit of a team from another coach that will never be easy no um, definitely not and you know just even try to rack my brain about you know who, who would come in and uh, one take on the job and two uh, have a have a better season than uh, than last year um, you know given that the bigger teams are uh, you know they've got that that consistency in place and um, you know the same coach about continuity there but uh, I think it's definitely going to be a, it'll be a tough task for anybody coming in but but then it was a tough task for, for Pete Russell as well so um, yeah, yeah the, the difference, we'll, see, we'll see what happens the but, difference there being of course the time scale um, you know usually you'd, you'd get a he had Pete Russell had the full the full summer last time but um, it'll be we say interesting but you look at the last time you know we went with the John Tripp experiment and that wasn't wasn't exactly great um, but then the, there were question marks over the recruitment and things like that then uh, but I mean we I'm laughing now because just before I saw that tweet, I'm sure I was talking about it's good to have the continuity of <laughs> players, and co- players and coaches. But he'll have been on the phone to Gareth at the time of me saying that with his statement. Do you think? Nah, he'll have told that it'll be today or yesterday. Well, probably not yesterday because they had a game. Um, maybe even before that, but... Uh, I don't know though because the the statement seems very yeah yeah it's brutal I think it will have been today yeah um, I think because so they, they don't they don't have a game today and um, blah 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 but yeah so not not great news and I don't really know what what more we can say it kind of throwing the podcast schedule a wee bit but um, we just we need to find somebody that can come in and. Uh, play that, I was going to say play that same style of hockey, but it's just good hockey, it's not really, uh, I wouldn't say it's a particular, you know, distinctive style, It's it was winning hockey at times and uh, up-tempo, uh, playing to our strengths type thing, so I don't know how you go about finding somebody in this short time, time period, but uh, we're going to have to. Yeah, definitely. Um you know, even kind of looking around the league, I don't think there's anybody that would that would leave their current position to come and uh, to come and take over uh, take over the clan. So um, already you're, you're having to look elsewhere, um, and you know whether that be again, as you say, maybe I've um, done it once before, but going down this uh, European route and uh, the stuff with with John Trump didn't work, but. Whether you go back there for somebody with a bit more experience, um, or you look to North America, perhaps. But yeah, I wonder if John Tripp's available actually. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but the, the the problem is obviously the continuity. If having to bring somebody in and you're restarting from a, a coaching point of view, okay, not a playing point of view. You've got a few guys there that be able to help, but um, you know. Who knows what what can you what can you say really? We might get somebody who comes in and is just brilliant, and Pete Russell's kind of almost forgotten about. But if it goes the other way, then 
this is going to look a lot a lot worse, I think. Yeah, potentially. Um, it can do, but uh, you know, we've got there is there are a group of guys there that um, already that we've that we've brought back that, that know the team and know the, the way that the team's running. Um, I don't know, maybe it's actually what about uh, what about Fitzy as a coach? Uh, I, my immediate reaction is no. Uh, just, just because, purely on, just purely, purely because. On the basis that, on you go, sorry. No, I was just going to say purely on the basis that he's not done it, and I don't think we can mm-hmm. have that. He obviously knows the team and the players and stuff is respected, but I don't think we can have a. We can go rookie, and he would be the absolute definition of that. Um, you know, I don't think being player assistant is anywhere near uh, having the knowledge of of somebody who has coached. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll know some stuff, but I think just technicalities and uh, knowing what systems you want to play and how to do things day to day, I don't think uh, I'd want to see that just now. I, if we're going to do that... Um, you know, I'd like to think that Fitzy, if he's wanting to go into coaching, he'd, he'd go away and get some experience elsewhere uh, rather than taking our job. But that's just that's just my my thought on it. Yeah, um, no, I mean it was it was just a thought. I'm, I was just thinking, you know, if we're if we're sitting here a month from now and we still don't have anyone appointed and we're still sitting in the same situation regarding the roster. Then yeah. I think you know that's maybe an avenue that, that they would maybe look at. I'm not saying it would it would happen. I'm just I'm just saying that it might be something that we'd have to look at in terms of getting somebody in and you know get a, try get a team together. Yeah, I mean at that point because it's you know at that point you're sort of coming closer to the start of the season. Yeah, there's two different things, isn't there? Is what you'd what you want to happen and. What would kind of have to happen if it did get to that stage? Then yeah, they definitely need to look at an option like that. Um, but I mean, you know, I've got no doubt that there will be a high caliber of people applying. It's it's an attractive job, I think. Uh, but it's just it's the timing, um, and you know the fact that uh, the way recruitment works in hockey is. It's quite different to football and stuff like that, and and that quite often you've got a full team turnaround type thing. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, there's every chance it'll be somebody coming in like John Tripp who we've never heard of really. Uh, but I, I'd like to think it's somebody who's got a decent bit of coaching experience. Um, but yeah, short notice is is pretty concerning. Definitely, yeah. Um. You look at, I'm just, I'm just saying that you look at some of the replies on the official Twitter account. Um, why sign players then leave? New coach may not want them. Should save paper at Clan because contract means nothing. Uh, there's some more slightly harsher words that we won't read out uh, <laughs> live on this. Uh, we've got other. 
people saying the rumours are true, thanks for you know bringing hockey back to Brayhead, hopefully we can find somebody quick, then you've got WTF, you've got absolutely raging, means we need to rebuild again, uh, raging is a common theme. Uh, yeah, there was there was one there I'd seen that was uh, Russell in, in season 2018-19, it was tough being away from my family. Being based in Glasgow and my family down south was so tough. And now you've got Pete Russell going to Germany. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do see that as a, a contradiction, but again, he'll be getting paid more there, I reckon. And maybe they are moving the family over, I don't know if he sees it or that. Uh, but it's it's one of those things, It's you've got to kind of put it in perspective, I guess. It's not as if we're the Washington Capitals and we're sitting at the pinnacle of the sport and guys won't accept offers to go to better places because they're at the top you know it, it happens think, and that's what you've got to think about but it's just disappointing at the same time yeah I think maybe you know I, I probably wouldn't have minded had had he not confirmed that he was coming back yes yeah, yeah. Because he's just he's just walking back on his word then. So, um, you know that's that's disappointing um, from that aspect. Uh, you know, obviously, wish him all the best and uh, going forward. But uh, yeah, it's not it's not the best of situations that he's left us in. No. So, um, you know, I wonder how long it's going to take us to to find. Somebody else, as I say, is, is the recruitment still growing in the background? You like to think so. Um, but it would be interesting to know what some of these players think. But uh, again, you know, maybe obviously the coach is a big part of it, but the experience of the club and the fans and things are also play a part. So I, I would hope that, you know, none of them turn around and, and uh don't come back because of that. They'll, they'll have seen that kind of situation before in their career. Uh, and especially guys like Scott Pitt, etc., who've played at the clan under more than one coach. Um, I'd like to think that none of them are going to turn around and sort of rip up the contract type thing. Yeah, I, don't, I, I hope not. I, I would like to think that uh, guys that are coming back are um, you know, wanting to come back for a reason, they feel settled here. And, um, you know, if they were to, if they were to rip up their contracts, then where else would they go? Would they would they join another team in the league, or would they would they follow uh, Pete Russell? I don't think that would be an option. But um, you know, it's it's something again you can't really write off. But um, you know, if they if they've been given a better opportunity to play in in Germany then um, I suppose why wouldn't you take it uh, but you know just kind of hopeful that um, you know we can get uh, some more guys uh, back from last year uh, um, and perhaps pretty quickly and then we can uh, at the same time you know kind of want to bring somebody in but again it was the thing where Pete Russell sat he knew this uh, the way that uh, Glasgow people liked um, liked their hockey, you know. Um, so you know, trying to convey that to somebody else and so I keep, 
get the buy-in from them type thing. Um, yeah, it's definitely. Maybe it's going to be difficult, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, here's hoping we, we hear something soon. Yeah, the last thing I'll say sort of regarding the players, I mean, a lot of them like to know early, I think, where they're going to play. So having got deals sorted out, coming back to Glasgow, then, you know, they'll be comfortable with that. Whether other teams then see the news and say to put in offers kind of thing to try and tempt them away uh, or players look elsewhere I, I don't really know how it works but as you say hopefully it's not doesn't turn into a, a kind of massive explosion and we lose the coach and all the all the players but uh, certainly finding somebody to, to replace Russell will be hard but that's the way it goes I guess we lose lose players that we like every year um, so uh, uh, the same same can happen for coaches and we'll just just have to see yeah uh, it was just you know it's just the way it's happened and you know obviously the the Brendan Rodgers thing for me is still uh, still fresh in the memory as well so uh, yeah well I think we it's, knew not Pete, a, Pete it's not Russell. been a good couple of months we knew Pete Russell wasn't here for 10 in a row anyway Yeah. Uh, well, no, I was hopefully no. here for one in a row, to be honest, but... Uh, <laughs> just did it. Obviously not. You know, it'll maybe help him in a way that he's moving out of the league. You know, I think if he moved to another team in the league, it would it would be pretty hostile, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. With him coming back and things like that, so... Um, I understand that I don't grudge him for taking a good offer, but it's just the... The way it's come out seems bad, but how it's gone behind the scenes, I don't know. Uh, so we'll just we'll have to wait and see what comes out of that. I'm sure the next day or two we'll find out where he's gone, and I would like to think there'll be some statement from the additional stuff from the club, and maybe something from uh, Pete himself. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I guess that's probably a good. Or a, or a bad way to end it or to wrap it up yeah, uh, yeah. The, the other th- thing I was just I was going to mention I think was that um, obviously our condolences to uh, Andy Bonner and his family we saw that news had come out that he'd sadly passed away so yeah. uh, a guy who I mean I, I don't really know any of the, the people that, that work at the club or whatever but looked like the Kind of guy who gave his all and and uh, for the club and you know meant meant a lot to the players and things. So obviously yeah. our condolences to his his family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I kind of realised I might have interrupted something that you were saying there. Nah, I, I don't know. I was just going to say it's probably a good. Just raging. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's wrap this up so I can. He did the war or something. Like this stew, I know exactly. Um, so, glad that it kind of happened live, but not that it was that. I was wanting the live news to be some huge signing. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's a bit of a shiter. Um, Conor McDavid's just signed. Yeah. Even that wouldn't soften this blow. Nah, I'm kidding, it would soften every blow. <laughs> yeah, every but... player could leave. And I'd still be happy if that news was released. 
Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, Absolutely. But we'll see. Maybe one of the NHL coaches that's just been fired. Get one of them in. Yeah. We'll have no players, but, but we'll get one of them in. Um, Alright, so uh, a, a sad note to end on, but um, next time we'll probably have news of maybe another a coach coming in and hopefully some players coming in rather than out. Um, yeah. But uh, episode 47 will forever go down in the memory as as a is low sh- point, as, a as bad as the live Milton Keynes episode, potentially, <laughs> potentially worse. Potentially worse. You can the listeners can vote on what was worse. Uh, yeah, there you are. But we're assuming that people are actually listening to it. So, uh, my personal vote is that this is more devastating because at the time of Milton Keynes, uh, we had you know we weren't. I don't even know what I'm saying. It was a shiter, but this is worse. <laughs> yeah, it could be that this is just fresh in the memory as well, but um, just as well uh, that there was no clan number 47s either. I know. Because that would put a damper on, on their career as well. I'll be interested to see if Aaron Murphy or Paul Eddie or whatever mentions it on the commentary for the next... Uh, or get, get an interview with Well, yeah, exactly. I'd like to think that'll happen. Um, so, we'll see. Only kidding, I hope GB get pumped, mate. Fuck you, Pete Russell. <laughs> get it right up, yeah. Yeah, nah. Okay, well, uh, cheers for turning up, as always, folks. And we will bring more positive news next time, hopefully. Indeed. Speak but, ju- just to just to play us out, we were, we were going to play a tune... Uh, for the football bit and I think it's only right that we still play this song uh, just to cheer us up a bit this one is called That's Football and it's uh, by Petr Cech and Roger Taylor um, and we'll we'll speak to you next time so cheers for now folks cheers